Hello, and welcome to the Media Pending Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Hammer, and I'm joined by the co-host of this podcast, Aiden Pocock. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me on as the co-host. The, the co-host, yeah. What a yeah, thanks, fun for, thanks for having intro. me on this week and probably every other week. Every other week for the foreseeable future and life of this podcast, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is the Media Pending Podcast. Um, I'm Jason. I'm a recent college graduate with a digital media degree, and I like to talk a lot about media life and my hobbies, and I like doing that with friends. So that's kind of the, the overview for me, what I expect out of this. What about you, Aiden? I'll just steal your answer. Everything he said, double it for me. <laughs> I'll just do the, I'll just do the lazy way. I don't, there's nothing unique about me. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, I guess I'm technically not graduated yet, but I am also, I don't really have a digital media degree. My, dude, my degree is so confusing. So it's human experience design interaction with an emphasis in multimedia production and a minor in marketing, which sounds impressive, but I mean, as we'll talk about a little bit later, it's not as easy to find a job even with a bunch of college jargon. Hey man, they hired somebody in that exact same degree from that exact same school where, at the place I work recently. Well, if I hadn't moved, then I could have had that job. Curses. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So this episode, we plan to talk a lot about our thoughts as newbies in the industry and trying to get in because it is not the easiest thing in the world. Uh, but before we do that, I have an item for show and tell. Uh, and so it, this is important because it's an audio and video podcast. So there is a show, but there's also a tell element. So don't feel left out, audio listeners. I was at the store today, and I found this Coca-Cola. It's called Coca-Cola Ultimate Edition. It is League of Legends branded. And guess what oh, the flavor man. is? Gamer sweat. XP flavored. <laughs> so I've That's never so had this. I'm gonna let's see. Uh, let's try this. Yeah, League of Legends inspired Coca-Cola XP flavor. Did you level up? Does it does it feel like you gain some sort of? See, I think it's like one bar of experience per bottle. Mm. This is like a bottle so just, of experience. So you just level up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like you throw one at the ground <laughs> in Minecraft, you know? Oh, e each each Coke bottle is only one level of experience? I guess. It doesn't Dude. really taste that different. Hang on. <laughs> is this just like... If you get to level 300 in a week, you get to go to the heaven level. Heaven level? <laughs> is that just, yeah. I die? If you drink 300 bottles of Coke in one week, probably. Yeah, it kind of just tastes like normal Coke with a little bit more lemon. Oh. Well, cool. I, I enjoy lemon, so. Yeah, you know, you get some Lysol in there with your Coke. It feels like Coca-Cola's really been milking this whole nondescript flavor kind of thing they do, where they'll, like, make a galaxy flavor or XP flavor or legendary flavor and then they'll just throw in some basic ingredient like ginger or lemon and like <laughs> no, people buy sure. it like uh it 
I don't know. I guess, it, I guess it works because schmucks like you buy it. See, it's because I'm curious and used to work at a grocery store. So whenever I see a weird flavor, I've, I've just got to try it. Um, yeah. But yeah, they've got a whole new division called Coca-Cola Creations. And so they release a flavor or two a year and they're very hit or miss. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, you got anything to show and tell or should we move right into um, the podcast? Oh, yeah. I got something to, to show and tell. Oh, boy. I'm so excited. Oh. What will he show and or tell? Oh, this is <laughs> this is Kermit. Hello, Kermit. This, this is my cat. He he's he's just a chill dude. It's true. Kermit Say something is... into the mic. <laughs> On command. Yeah, Kermit is one of the yeah. chillest cats I've ever ever seen. Yeah, for those of you listening via audio, Kermit is. How can I describe him? He's a cat. He has two ears. He's got a tail. He's got blue eyes. That's the best you'll get. All right. Yep. Say, goodbye, say goodbye, Kermit. All right. Bye, Kermit. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Meat and potatoes time. Yes. Getting into digital media. So... Why why digital media, Aiden? Like I've I've known you for a couple of years now and ever since I I met you you had mentioned that you wanted to like make movies. Specifically is what you said on the mission in Brazil. Yeah. And so I mean and I'd still like to get there one day. I'd love to work on a set, um writing scripts, filming, the whole production aspect of it has always just been really interesting to me um i think there's a there's a lot of things that spurred it on for me probably the biggest two for one is outside of uh video production my other biggest um obsession has been lord of the rings and movies like that and when i was a kid you know i was obsessed with lord of the rings and i'd watch the behind the scenes like special edition features i was just like obsessed with lord of the rings and i don't i just wanted to all the content I could from it. So I'd watch the behind the scenes stuff. And then I stumbled into another obsession, which was movie production. You know, I just kind of got hyper fixated on all of the steps and intricacies that went into producing a movie, the writing, art direction, the soundtrack. It just all just kind of became things that fascinated me. And then in high school, I had some friends that were kind of interested in making like little skit videos. We made a couple of those and I just had a lot of fun doing them. And it's just even more fun to do them with people who are passionate about getting them done and just have a drive. So it's just kind of been a lot of things in my life that have led me towards it. But I mean, what about you? What if, I mean, I'm guessing you've got some stories to tell. Well, yeah, for me, I've always been surrounded by the digital media industry. My dad, growing up, he worked for a radio station um, for a long time. Uh, and so I, I would kind of look over his shoulder at his workflow in audio editors and they're non-linear audio editors kind of like how premiere is a non-linear video editor and um I, I had access to those kind of tools like you would use sony vegas pro and and uh sound forge for the stuff he did and so when i was 
about 11 or 12, I started just making videos for fun, just really dumb, really poor quality stuff. Um, I've been there. <laughs> I yeah, but still am there a little bit. It was, it was fun, and I had the tools and the encouragement to, you know, keep going. And the stuff I made wasn't good, but it was good for someone my age at the time. Um, and so I've just always had a, a passion for making videos. Um, and yeah, that's, that's why I got into digital media and why I'm, I'm working at a digital media job now. This is actually my second digital media gig. First one since, uh, graduating. And, uh, I don't know. I think now that I've got my foot in the door, it'll be easier to maintain, um, being employed in this space. Yep. See, that's, that's my struggle right now as I'm, my foot's not in the door yet. My foot's on the curb. I'm trying to, you're trying to get trying into to the get house. To, yeah. It's just, it's just such, this is such a hard stage of life to be in where it's, you know, you're way overqualified for a lot of just like the entry level, like minimum wage jobs but you're severely underqualified for anything over minimum wage. So you're in this weird kind of middle nexus, like void of just like everywhere I apply to, they're like, Oh, we need you to have at least five plus years of digital media experience. And it's like, okay, well I can't get that until someone hires me. So it's just, you know, it's, yeah, it's that or spec work out of your own pocket and just for fun. But like, that's kind of what I've been. Go... Yeah, go ahead. I was just saying like, yeah, that's kind of just what I've been looking at now. Like, is like, maybe I, maybe I do need to consider just doing some of that stuff. Cause I, I don't know if I can sit around much longer. Yeah. Cause like spec work is important because it helps you build up your portfolio as well. Like, I don't feel like I had a very good portfolio until near the end of my college career. I didn't have anything that I was really proud of or that I could show off as, this is a professional level thing that I made and you should pay for. Um, oh, oh yeah. I, I was in the same boat. I, I didn't have anything till like October was like the first time I was like, Oh, I'm actually making videos now that I'm proud of. But you know, for all the ones I made, I'm still on the other side. Kind of like, man, I wish I would have made more. Yeah. I mean, there's not really anything stopping anyone from just making videos, right? Like, Sure, there's a lot of equipment that can go into it, but also everyone has a super, super nice camera in their pocket most of the time. Like, you it's can true. get some really good footage off of an iPhone and just work with that. Um, now, even with, like, a, a portfolio that you're proud of, I've run into um, feeling kind of unqualified <laughs> like an imposter even in the positions that i've i've had right have you felt that at all yeah i mean i've especially in some of the interviews i've been doing i've definitely i'm like i'm playing up my my strengths more than like i feel is valid like i'll say like oh yeah i've, I've experienced delishing, delivering professional quality videos at like a high production scale and it's like it's like, I want to underplay it and be like, yeah, I made videos that were okay, but it's like, no one's going to hire you if you're like, yeah, I made videos that were just okay. Like, and it's just, it's so hard because like, 
some the majority of places that have enough money to actually pay an employee to be a full-time digital media content creator the majority of companies that are afford to do that want to hire somebody who has already a lot of experience and a fantastic portfolio so it mm-hmm. is really hard to kind of find an entry level job at least in my experience so far that's willing to kind of just take a shot on someone who's still figuring things out and it's just yeah it's it's been a little rough trying yeah. to find it but i also i just need to dedicate more time to job search i've kind of been all over the place this summer well let's see you had a videographer job uh previously right yeah so i i worked for a for a like student media production company at the university i was at and i had a lot of opportunities with that you know i i made videos from like start to finish i worked in person with clients to kind of work out the details of what they wanted for projects. And, you know, that's not something everyone has when they apply is like the actual experience of working with clients who are paying you for a video. Cause you know, most people who start off with videos are just kind of doing stuff for themselves or just, but then, you know, I also worked with the live streams and like event services. So yeah, I felt like I had a lot of experience, but I don't know, maybe I just haven't found the right companies yet. I need to work on the the networking aspect of it a little better. We've also encountered a lot of scams, which is a surprise to me. Like there, I, there are so many scams on places like Indeed and LinkedIn. I have a growing list. There's been at least six scam job offers I've gotten since starting. I've started applying. One of them sent me, and and one of the main reasons you can figure out is it's a scam is if they're like. We're going to have the interview over email. Here's the questions and email us back your answers. I had two different emails, both send me the same PDF of the questions. It was two different companies and they both were like digital media, like interview questions. And it was the same PDF. The only thing that changed was the name of the company at the top. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, ah, I don't know. That's just such a horrible thing to take advantage of people for. It's like. You're really going to target the people who are, like, trying to, like, make their way in the world, especially, like, entry-level people. Like, I mean, I guess they're desperate and gullible, so it makes sense, but I don't know. I think there's a very reserved place in hell for people who can scam with a clear conscience. Yeah, I mean, what, what do they even get out of that? Just your information to sell? Or well, they get ev- they get everything because if you've ever you've had jobs before, Jason, that you they need your social, they need yep. your bank account number, mm-hmm. they need your address, phone number, date, everything. You literally your employer right now has everything they need to just screw over your life. So if someone can convince you that they're like an honest employer and you send them that stuff, they don't have to do any work to just steal your identity. I mean, they got it all. You just gave it to them basically. Yeah. But it's also ridiculous. Cause it's like, they're really going to go through all that effort for my bank account and social security number. Like, yeah, have fun. You'll be out in a month, <laughs> but ugh. it's not really a lot to work with there. No, man, that sucks though. I know. 
really, really sucks. Especially because one of the ones that tried to scam me, they had like a, a tagline at the bottom of their email that said, in a world where you can choose to be anything, choose to be kind. I was like, are you kidding me? Unbelievable. A human being woke up and wrote that at the bottom of an email intended to scam people out of their confidential information, steal their identities, and quite possibly ruin their lives. And someone wrote that and was like, yeah, I'll go to bed tonight and feel fine. Like, what is wrong? Oh my gosh. It's it's a rough world out there, that's for sure. I just feel fortunate that I don't think I've ever genuinely met someone in real life who I feel like is capable of doing that kind of stuff. It's like, I know they're out there, but I just feel lucky that up until now I've met mostly high-integrity people. I mean, and yes, you never know. Looks can be deceiving, but man, some people just no boundaries. Yeah. Uh, and even if you get into the industry, it's being incredibly shaken up and disrupted by AI. Oh, yeah. Dude, oh, it, yeah. Is, it is wild. It, it is the Wild West out there for just everything. Like, on my way out of work, I was listening to Spotify, and I accidentally turned on the DJ feature which I didn't know about till now. It was an accident I turned it on. But Spotify has an AI DJ that will... It's got, like, this really convincing AI voice, and it'll listen through, like, your music and make a, a radio station for you with, like, things that are in Spotify's editor picks and your music, Blast From Your Past, and it'll play, like, four or five songs. The DJ will come on and then it'll play more music and it's just like a real radio station i like dj's as we know it could just not exist cuz it was a really good dj that's your that's your dad's job out the window back in back when he was like i mean i know he's not doing that anymore but like no that's i i met this guy the other day that was going to school to be a a lawyer or like what's the what's the name of the job like the they're like the type of lawyer that just does all the research beforehand. Do you know what the name of that job title is exactly? Mm, no, I don't. I used to. I learned that in uh, Better Call Saul, but yeah, I forgot. So I, I know. I I can't remember exactly. Maybe you can look it up while I'm talking. But yeah. basically, they were they were studying to become like the like a research lawyer who just does all like the the case prep beforehand, and. They said that they dropped out of school because all their professors just kept telling them, like, yeah, you guys are you're studying for a doomed career because five years from now, AI is just going to be doing all these jobs. And they were and he said he, he dropped out of school because his professors were just like so like down on the world. And they're sort of like, yeah, there's no point in studying for this job. It's just going to be wasted time spent. And it just uh, it bothers me so much, like. There was a there was a small window where I was excited about AI and its implications, and there's still aspects of it that really do excite me. And I'm like, oh wow, that's super cool. Video games, for example, I think an RPG game like Skyrim, where you have like customizable NPCs who like grow and adapt based off decisions you make in the game, and they don't just have the same five hollow responses whenever you talk to them like oh thank you for coming here and that's all they say for the rest of eternity <laughs> like i think that would be so cool but instead thank you paralegal research attorney is the 
the term I was looking for, but, um, yeah, it's just, I'm tired of all these like AI trying to take over like the, the creative and like the arts industry. I mean, even just earlier last week, there was this huge controversy uh, about Disney making a full AI intro for one of their big multi-million dollar TV shows. Like that's insane. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And there's, and there's people online trying to defend it and be all like, well, it's AI because the point of the show is supposed to be like, you don't know who you can trust. And it's supposed to be like non-human. It's like, that doesn't matter. You're still setting a precedent that like a company of that scale can get away with using AI instead of paying artists. And I don't know. I, I don't think there is ever an excuse to use AI in that big of a format. Like, I, if I saw you got some... the money, of course not. Like, always pay artists, right? It, yeah, um, exactly. AI prompt, uh, what 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 are they called? AI prompt um, engineers or whatever. That's the dumbest job title I've ever heard. And the fact that it's even, like, being thrown around now, just, whoa. Well, you see, that's even, like out the window you know what i did for about two hours today at work i used chat gpt to come up with mid-journey prompts to make patterns for print on demand products so i just i taught chat gpt how to write prompts and it wrote prompts and i just fed them into mid-journey and it came up with some admittedly really pretty patterns that they're just gonna throw onto print on demand products as proof of concepts um, they don't actually plan on selling these. These, these are just examples that they will show of what can I, be done. I think there are so many good way, like uses of AI. Some of the, like the best ones I've seen is like concept art. Like I've heard about people who will use AI to create concept art images for things, and then they will go paint that. Or like people in Minecraft, I've heard some people will like use AI to generate like a structure, and then they'll go off of that when they build it. Like there are really good uses for it and it can help people who aren't as good as art visualize things and help get their visions out into the world. I I've used AI for some of some D and D stuff I've done in the past mm -hmm. with like character creations, but those are all for personal and fun things. I'm not making money off of those. I think that what really gets scary is when like people start making a profit off of like stolen technology and like stolen artwork and, it just, yeah, it just really bugs me because it's just, there's there's no excuse for companies of that scale, like, using that technology instead of paying, like, actual creative and passionate driven people. Mm -hmm. I think AI as a tool is incredibly powerful, but I, I am worried about that tool snowballing into replacing people's jobs specifically creative people's jobs mm -hmm. which is weird because like that is that is not a, a, a like a timeline anyone really expected they thought ai would help automate other jobs and humans yeah, would just well, be able to make art and stuff that, that was like the one job that everyone's always been like oh that job will always be safe from automation because it's such a human driven job but like no that's like the one most under attack right now which is like a really weird thing to think about and i know that like some people out there will say like oh well and ai is not there yet and they try to argue like ai is not going to take over because i i saw this one video where somebody made like a script for like a romance movie like final scene like climax 
and then like acted it out to show like how horrible an AI written project would be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, sure. That's horrible. But it's like, it, maybe in 10 years, it won't be like if all, if all these algorithms are doing is learning, then they aren't always going to be bad. Like, and that's just, what's worrying is like, what, when does it get to the point where it's just indistinguishable between human and non-human and then you've got ai scam calls which are a whole oh, other dude. can of worms that's horrible yeah i just it, it is this kind of scary timeline because it is such a powerful tool like it can be used to make incredibly convincing scams or it can be used to make your life so much easier like I use AI in pretty much any digital media project that I have worked on in the last couple of months, mostly for like audio enhancements, for room reverb reduction. Um, and you know, I might even try um, this AI plugin called, oh goodness, Autopod to edit this together on a free trial. Cause it's, it's just a AI premiere plugin that'll cut through a multicam podcast in no time flat it's it can help creatives create their vision faster and allow them to make more stuff or if people think it's too good can use it to replace jobs eventually so, yeah and that's the hard delineation of it is because it's like i feel like it's a really good tool for people starting out to make high quality things because you can use those tools to make videos that look really good and you can use that to get your foot in the door. But it's like, at what point in the industry does it like, okay, you're high enough now. Let's not be using these cheat methods to like edit stuff because it's really like, I don't know. It, it's like, it's like having, it's like having a lighter and saying like, no, no, you got to use flint and steel to start this fire. Cause that's how we've always done it. It's like, no, I, I know you. I know you use flint and steel. I'm not I trying do. to call you out. I, I'm a tryhard. I like using flint and steel when I make. No, fire. and that's fine. But I'm saying, like, when given the option between two things, humans rarely want to try the harder option. There, there are some who do. I mean, there will be digital media purists for for years. I'm sure who will be like, no, no, I'm editing this entirely myself. But there will also be others. It's like, yeah, I could, but I could also save three hours and then work on something else. So it's just, it's such a hard line to draw and I'm not looking forward to finding out where the line ends up. No. And that could be really interesting because there are people who are like analog purists. Like I only listen to analog media, my record player and all that. And then uh-huh. like cut forward to 20 years and like, <laughs> I am a pre-AI enthusiast. I only watch and enjoy things that an artificial intelligence hasn't touched at all. Yeah. It, it's it's a confusing time, for sure. I just don't even know. I mean, I think in our uh, podcast Ideas Outlines, we have an entire episode dedicated to AI, so I guess we can just treat this as a bit of a teaser and just how it relates to... Uh, digital media and those kind of jobs. So, yeah, I mean, we've, we've got a couple things coming up. We wanted to talk about, did you want to run through some of them? I don't think I got that list. 
hold up, but yeah, let me let me pull you. it up because it's in Trello. So let me let me put the cap on my ultimate Coca-Cola League of Legends while oh, I go to Trello.com. Trello. All right, so AI in our jobs is actually the first one on the list. So I feel like we're yeah, kind of going over that right now. It's kind of what we've been talking about the whole time. Finding digital media internships. We've talked about that a little bit. Uh, up next on the docket, we've got things like uh, our thoughts on the MCU currently in uh, the year 2023. Traveling with friends in the, your 20s. Uh, philosophy on making things. Tears of the Kingdom versus Breath of the Wild, and our highest-rated movies. Mm. Just a couple of ideas. So, that that those are some things you might be able to expect down the uh, the media pending uh, pipeline. Uh, and I kind of think of it like this: there are there will be episodes where we talk about media, and there will be episodes. Where, where we're pending. Me- where, the, where the media is pending. We'll talk about something else in between. So, yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to you wanna add? No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just excited for, for what's to come as a, as a podcast veteran. Mm, of, yes, top talks. Oh, yeah, 12 whole episodes. Um, I, I'm definitely excited to be podcasting again. Um, it's, it's fun to do and it's a great way to stay in, in touch with friends. So I'm just excited to see where it goes and yeah, maybe we'll bring on, bring on some guests in the future. <laughs> we certainly can. I, I have some ideas for, for guests as well. I think it'll be good. Uh, real quick. I realized that I didn't mention, uh, how, how I got into the digital media space, like job wise. Uh, yeah, go was, ahead. Rub it in. It, it was uh, it, pretty much entirely nepotism at first, and then just somebody noticed my voice when they were grocery shopping, and we started talking, and I, I ended up getting a job out of that. And that's where I'm at now. <laughs> I was just taking the guy's groceries. He's like, hey, you've got a nice voice. What, what do you do? Digital media stuff. It's like, oh, cool. I have a company. Want to work for it? Sure. I'd kill for nepotism <laughs> at this, at this point, I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't even feel ashamed. I'd, I'd take that handout. I I'm so tired of job hunting, but I'm also, I'm in that weird middle pe- period where it's like, I'm sick of job hunting. I want a job, but also I really like not having a job because it's like, I can do so much right now, but I'm not. It's like, no, uh, I, I know how that feels so much. It's like, um, I could be getting so much done right now, but also I need to focus on getting a job. And so I'm just like, I'm in this like horrible overstimulated state where it's like, I have so many things I could be doing so many things I need to be doing. And then what I'm actually doing, which is like nothing. Man, when I was in that boat, I would get to the end of the day and be like, wow, I had all this time and I did not do X, Y, Z. I, I, I felt really bad when I was in that situation because I had all oh. this time and I didn't do as much as I thought I should be doing. I've been feeling horrible because then I, and I just watched, I just watched a lot of YouTube today and I just kept watching. I felt like I was just getting called out in every video because all the videos I was watching were about people like, I mean, they were, they were wasting their lives doing stuff, but like they were taking advantage. Like I saw one where this guy, like 
he tried to 100% every 3D Mario game in a week. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was like, that's such a fun video idea. And, and, he, and he suffered during it. I mean, he had a horrible time of it. But I was like, I could be doing like something crazy like that just because it's like I have the opportunity where like there's nothing else in my life really begging for my attention. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm married, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, she's I, begging for attention. Well, not like begging for attention, but demanding some attention. It's a it's a obligation. Partnership, I, yeah. She, she deserves attention, but it, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like I I totally I could just be doing something crazy like that right now. Like I I've never really fleshed out my YouTube channel at all, but like I could right now. Like I could be recording videos and trying to figure out how to get into content creation because for the most part I've just kind of piggybacked off your channel and your work ethic, and I'm like you know I gotta start doing my own things because. I'm not I'm not creating anything for my own now that my job is over, but who knows? Well we'll see how the summer goes. It seems like most of my events for the summer are, are over for now. Well but if you're looking to do some kind of adventurous content creation, I have two ideas for you off the top of my head. Um these are ones I've thrown around with Jesse a little bit. So maybe we could all get together and do that. Um, there is an island in the Great Salt Lake called Fremont Island. Mm -hmm. It's got a bit of a history to it. Uh, used to be like an exotic game reserve where people, rich people would pay to go hunt exotic animals. And then some of them got out and so they shut it down. And now it's just kind of an abandoned but privately owned island. Um, so if you drove out to like Promontory Point, you could... <clears throat> sorry. You could take like a boat or a paddleboard and go explore this uh, Fremont Island with a couple of monuments on it. Uh, so that's an option. And hmm. then this is a, a way more adventurous, but also a pretty inexpensive idea I've toyed with, not very extensively. But there is a spring near the Continental Divide. And this spring splits. So half of the water from the spring goes to the Pacific Ocean, and half of it ends up in the Atlantic. So you could hike to this, like... <laughs> this is this is a geological feature that you can't really find anywhere else in the world. What, a river what that goes... State, what state is it in? It's in, like, oh, Wyoming, I think. Let me see. Jeez. Let me see here. So there's, it's called Divide Spring. The Divine Spring. Or maybe, maybe it's not this one. I'd have to look at it a little more, but I've thought about like getting Jesse and hiking out to that. It would be a backpacking trip for a couple of days, but if you've got nothing else going on in the summer, that might be some good content. Well, you'll be surprised to learn that, no, I don't have anything going on. <laughs> But we've got this podcast now, and we'll have to, we'll have, we'll have to, we'll have to make the most of my of my free time and your whenever you have free time. I'm, I'm down to stream and podcast and just make the most of summer of content 1.5. Cool. Yeah, it's almost July and I haven't really made any videos, and which which is a shame because 
well, there's been momentum on the channel and I just haven't done anything with it because I've been working. Let's capitalize on it, Jason. Come on, let's crank out five more podcasts tonight. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't even think this is going up on the main channel. I'm, I'm probably going to make a channel just for this, frankly. Ooh. Um, Exciting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I think that's it. Should we, should we do the outro? <laughs> yes, the rehearsed outro. On okay, three, bye. Jason, just like we... <laughs> <laughs>